Well, hey, everybody. It's so great to have you back here with us at Hope at the Well. Uh, We're so excited to be with you. We hope that it's an oasis in the middle of your week that you find some encouragement, um, maybe in the middle of a dark place. Uh, Thanks for being with us. We have, to my left, we have Pastor Matt, our youth pastor. Hey. Pastor Patrick, our lead pastor. Good afternoon. And Pastor Christine, our kids' pastor. Hello. And I'm Frank, the worship pastor here. And uh, we just had an incredible time um, this past Thursday. It's an event that we've been building up to for quite a while. Uh, We held a comedy concert here at the church. um, And all the proceeds are heading towards the A21 campaign, a campaign that Christine Kane co-founded to fight human trafficking. Um, And man, we just had a really great time. Um, and I really thank you guys because you guys super, super pitched in and helped. And maybe the biggest thing was heading up the cleanup team and we didn't have to worry about hardly anything after that concert. So thank you so much, yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get a chance to give just over $2,000, just like $2,200 to the A21 campaign. Awesome. Um, and we just had a great time. We only had a little less than 100 people here in our building, but our volunteers were so psyched and everything and well-organized that we, if we had had 300 people yeah. walk through the door, we were talking about it on Tuesday, that it would have been great. And so we're ready for next year and just see a greater impact. Um, but if you were a part of that, if you volunteered at that event, or if you bought a ticket and you came and helped support, first of all, we hope that you enjoyed it. It was hilarious. It was great. Jaron did a great job. Yeah. But um, we also thank you deeply for your help and your support, um, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, directly following that this Sunday, Patrick, you preached about being hungry for Jesus, being hungry for his presence. Um, do you have a scripture that you came off of to, to lead us into that? Yeah, I think um, uh, the first place I, I really started is in Psalm 119 in the 20th verse. It says, my soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. And that, uh, man, that really paints a picture um, that's so much more than uh, a passing acquaintance or a uh, I, I'm a, I, you know, I, I like this or I like that. It's, man, my soul is consumed. Like, this is what I'm hungry for. This is what drives me. This is what my life is about. This is, uh, and, it, and it changes how I live um, because of that. And the psalmist, man, was really, really passionate about God's word. And I believe it's because uh, when we, are passionate about the word of God. It blesses our life in every way. Um, so that's kind of where I started. Yeah, and Psalm 19, 119 is famous for being the longest chapter right. in the Bible. But an interesting thing to bounce off, like the content of that one verse, is that every verse in Psalm 119 speaks about the writer's desire for his word mm-hmm. and the benefits that it has on his life. So the longest chapter in the book, in God's word, is solely about the goodness of his word yeah. and our need for it. That's incredible. What, how would you guys describe um, the role of God's word, specifically in the formation 
of your salvation, the early days of you becoming somebody who follows Jesus, how would you describe the role of God's word in that? I think it's, I mean, definitely played played a big role. I mean, obviously without the Bible, we wouldn't know really the story of Jesus. And so it's always something that you go back to. And throughout growing up, just seeing the impact and the power of the word in my life in different situations where I wasn't sure what was going on, but in the moments where I did choose, not that I always did, but the moments when I did choose to go back to the Word and be like, no, this is what God's Word says. It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what I'm thinking. It doesn't matter even what's going on around it. This is God's Word and it's truth, and I'm going to cling to what He says over everything else because it's true and it's good and it's living and it's active. Yeah, kind of like what Christine said is I always, I always took the word and and I always <clears throat> measured my life to, up to it. I'd always look back at it, look for certain scriptures to apply into my current situations and everything that I was doing, especially developing my faith and my walk with Christ. But also, I think one of the most important things was my devotional time and getting into the word and letting God clearly speak into my life each and every day starting off with just a few minutes or even a few hours every day just hearing God's voice clearly so then I can start my day and uh, really get the plan that God has for me for that day and for my life through that. Mm. Yeah, I think that, I think I've actually heard stories about how people have read the Word of God and because of that they encountered Mm -hmm. the God of the Word. Um, I didn't really, I mean, I grew up as a, as a pastor's kid, so sure, that was kind of always in the background growing up, but I really didn't read the Word of God until after my encounter, after my um, uh, just dramatic uh, uh, coming to Jesus moment. Uh, and then from that point on, I knew it was what I needed. I knew that it, it had the words of life in it. I knew that it connected me with Jesus. Uh, it gave me a roadmap. You know, there's some things that we say about it. It's like, uh, uh, like it's a roadmap for your life. It's a, it's a love letter from God to us. It's, uh, oh, what's, basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah, there we go. That's the one I was, I was trying to think of. So, you know, we kind of have these funny things. I think the reality is as though, although we know that those things uh, are kind of funny sounding, Mm -hmm. uh, the truth is that uh, stereotypes are given because there's some reality there. Um, And so it truly is the instruction that I need uh, for eternity. It truly is God's love letter. It truly is... um, uh, a, a roadmap for my life, and we begin to understand that more and more that we get into the Word of God. Yeah. Um, you know, it's when we're sitting on the outside and kind of sometimes throwing stones. Like sometimes we do that before we give our lives to Christ. I know I did that. I would kind of look on the outside, and not that I gave it much thought, but when I did, I thought, ah, uh, that's not something I really need. I don't really care about. Um, and yet, then when I came to Christ and then began to read the words of God and how that transforms my life, I began to see, well, wait a second, there is really power here. But again, the word of God is 
powerful because it leads us into an encounter with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in the Word leads us to who Jesus is. Um, and, and that's not to to minimize the Word, but also the Word itself is only alive because it's Jesus, because he's Jesus. Probably want to cut some of that out, too. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you all touched on it at certain points, and that's the fact that we believe that the Word of God is not just words on a page, but it's a living representation of what God is speaking. Um, it's something that is inerrant. There's no error in the Word of God, and it's something that's timeless, even though there's definitely context that we speak out of. Um, when we read Scripture, we need to apply the proper context. But at the same time, the words of Jesus are timeless. They apply to us just as much as they did to the people back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's a living living thing it takes place and as such it affects us in the way that a relationship would yeah in the way that a relationship affects our lives and the ebb and flow and the time that we spend with it it affects us in the same way how would you uh you know speak to somebody that doesn't really have a relationship with the word of god right now what would you say what would you call them to um other than just hey you should probably read that book. What would you say to them? I think in those moments, you know, just speak to, if you're trying to encourage someone besides just telling them to do it, you know, the benefits of reading scripture. And I know that there have been, I've looked at different seasons of my life where I've really been more strongly in the word. And then there's times where it drops off and life is different. Like I, I interact with people differently and, and things look different and it's, it grounds you and it helps you live in a way that is better for you and for everyone around you. Yeah. I think the truth of the matter is, is that you can apply the truth of the word of God to your life without being in relationship with the God of the Bible Mm -hmm. and still be blessed because it's truth. Um, So there's truly a benefit for any of our lives, and it has something to say about every area of our life. But again, I come back to the reality that the words of God are meant to lead us into a revelation of the God of the Bible and encounter Him, um, which transforms our inner man and it transforms our eternity. Um, I think the, probably the, the, the place I would, I would probably start with is say, Hey, let's, let's do this together. Like don't just send somebody down the road. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's the old African proverb? If you want to go fast, go alone. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, um, far, go together. Yeah. And if you want to go far in life, you do things together. And I think if, if we can begin to read scriptures together um, and begin to walk through and talk through. Like, I'll share my experience with how this has lived, been lived out in my life for someone who has no context or no history there. And that begins to put the meat on the bones yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, but then, again, the other part is just 
hey, let's let's talk through, let's let's ask questions, let's 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 do that. Um, which, I mean, that honestly, as we go back into cultural uh, settings, that's how the Jewish people did it. As they grew, uh, they would do a uh, in so many ways a, a question and answer as they're learning the word and. Um, you know, that's what we see Jesus even at the age of 12 going into the temple, right? He, he's off on his own. Mary and Joseph are like, oh, where's Jesus? Can you imagine losing your kid? And I can't. That's like one of the scariest things for a parent, right? And yet they go, they find him in the temple. What's he doing? He's interacting with the word, with, with the, the men of, 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 of the temple. They're, they're talking, they're questioning, um, and this was... This was how they learned. This is how the, how they grew. Um, and honestly, I don't think that's changed. I think that's still how it works today. It works better together. See, what I don't get about that scripture is that Mary and Joseph made it a good way away from Jerusalem <laughs> before they realized that Jesus was gone. And I'm like, they must have been a multi-child family to re- not realize that one of their kids was hanging out with them. Well, well and I know you're, you're, you're kind of joking there, but because you know the history and you know the culture. The culture is so different. It's like we didn't worry about our kids playing out on the, the street corner, right? And they were, they were probably in a caravan. Uh, they, were, they had other relatives, and so they assumed they were with their cousins. You know, that kind of whole thing that is, is not said, but it's said. You know, culturally, and and because of that, you know, yeah, they had that moment. I still think they probably had that freak out moment. Ah, <laughs> for sure. I think uh, another interesting aspect of the Bible and what uh, can definitely entice someone that may not be a believer in blaming, but all all the different um, parables that Jesus taught and the life lessons that are applied. But but not only that, but how historically accurate the Bible is. Yeah. Uh, the book of Acts itself is the most historically verified book in all of history. Uh, and when you start applying those things and realizing that the Bible was a real place mm-hmm. at a real time with real people, uh, the lessons that they learned throughout histor- history and, and throughout the circumstances that they face can be applied to anyone's life today. Mm. Yeah. You know, there things that come up when we study scripture there's just questions and that's something you touched on is it's better just to do that together in a place where we can grow um but what's a good starting place what if somebody really doesn't have you know any uh any starting point you know i i was sitting in a hospital it's probably been 10 years ago uh with a, a lady whose husband was going some kind of heart uh procedure and I was sitting there with her she's about 85 years old and she was a pillar of the church that I was a part of and I started to talk about some of my favorite bible verses and I asked her you know do you have a place that you really read in scripture and she replied with I never really read my bible Mm. and I was like Okay. And I tried to make up some excuses for her, like, you know, do you have trouble seeing? Do you, you know, like, do you just have it memorized and not have to, you know, <laughs> at this point? And she just said, no, I never really understand what I read, and so I just don't read it. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of, uh, I think it's Philip, 
that encounters a gentleman who's He's going through the scriptures mm-hmm. and he, he can't uh, he can't understand it right and uh, uh, it just reminded me of that you know in the West we really have no excuse for not spending time in God's word there are cultures throughout the world that would like go to great lengths and do to get just a taste just a piece of God's word and we take it for granted so often here because it's so accessible to us so if somebody is just diving in what's a practical way that they can get started what's I, an easy I totally think Leviticus uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually I you know I <laughs> I've always uh, told people uh uh, when asked that is uh, get into the Gospels yeah. specifically yeah. start mm-hmm. in John um, let's let's learn about Jesus let's let's read about his life let's just see what he taught you know because I know sometimes there's a lot of um, things that people want to put up roadblocks like I don't know if I can believe in the words that Paul wrote or I can't believe this or I can't believe that and you know when I hear those kind of things I just say okay you know, because it doesn't help to argue with them uh, about that. I just, and I've got a friend who, who has done this. I just said, fine, you, you don't want to do that. How about we just focus on the words of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Just focus on the words in red. I promise you, if you'll do that open-hearted, you'll be fine. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think that's a great place. And, you know, and I think we, we begin to get a foundation. We begin to get that growth. And then... It helps us to understand when we're in other places that are maybe a little bit more difficult or or we're just struggling. But again, doing that together wherever we are is always better. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think another thing on that is starting small. It's not like you have to go and spend hours at one time sitting and reading the Word. Mm. If you are able to make it to become a consistent habit, even if you start with five minutes a day, you know, of just spending that time, make it a habit and, and grow it through time. As we add things into it, then it can become something really amazing. I tell my music students that. I tell them I would much rather you spend 10 minutes a day, every day, practicing than 50 minutes one day a week because it's going to get in your heart better yeah. if, you, if you make it a habit, if you do it every day. So, yeah, I know for me, uh, starting out reading the Bible, I thought I'd had to read it cover to cover from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Uh, And then I was spoken to by my pastors and saying, like, just start out with the Gospels, kind of like how Pastor Patrick said. And uh, it really gave me that that divine revelation of, like, if I start off with the books that this whole entire book is about, I can really start to see Jesus in other passages that— Uh, through the <clears throat> the prophecies and through the different things, I can start really seeing Jesus, the, the central character in this book, throughout the whole entire thing the, in its entirety. Uh, and I think it's, you know, just throwing out some more, like, apologetics facts here. I think it's so awesome that uh, the, the Gospels itself were, with, were written within, like, 30 years after Jesus' life and death. But the, a lot of the stuff that we're studying today in our schools and different things like that, for example, um, we always go to uh, Herod, the, or <clears throat> not Herod the Great, um, Alexander the Great, 
and we we start looking at all these different people historically and we don't realize that a majority of the biographies that were written about them were written hundreds of years later but we take those as truth but we fail to look at the gospels and take that as truth and so definitely starting off in the gospels and really seeing jesus throughout the whole entire bible uh was very key in my walk Mm. with god do you have a favorite resource that somebody could get linked up with when it comes you know you could be cheeky and just say yeah the bible you know (laughs) but uh do you have something that goes like an accompaniment something to go along to help people along that journey I think one of the things that helped me, even as a teenager, I had a, a fire Bible, and it was just um, really had great notes in it. So when you have a question on something, sometimes you can look down and, and find the notes in it, and that was helpful. And then today, you know, we have so many sources, like if you just go to Bible Gateway or um, whatever source you decide to use, um, electronic stuff, there's... You just pop in a verse and can find uh, tons of different information on that. Um, so those, if you have questions on things and you don't have someone you can go and ask, that is always a good good option. I find the Jerusalem Talmud. Um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, more complete than the Babylonian Talmud for me. Mm. Um, now, I think... Uh, uh, there are, like Pastor Christine said, there are tons of different um, uh, things that you can do. Uh, one of the things I, I always caution people, though, like on commentaries and study, is don't read that yeah. to inform what you think you're seeing. In, be informed on what you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and then read the commentary yeah. to make sure that it, you could be out of line, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that doesn't mean that at all. Um, but that way it gives the opportunity for the learning process to take place without kind of being spoon-fed, oh, this is what this means, without trying to just wrestle with the scriptures uh, a little bit. So that's, I think, very important. But uh, there is a website, and uh, we uh, kicked off a Bible study. Um, we're going through the Book of Mark on Wednesday nights at 6.30, and uh, a few weeks ago we kicked it off. But uh, one of the resources that I gave them because uh, we talked about different ways to study your Bible and, and different stuff to do, um, was uh, the website gotquestions.org. And it's not necessarily a Pentecostal website, mm-hmm. but it's a solid foundational Bible website that, man, you can basically ask about anything and you can get some kind of kind of understanding and kind of a direction mm-hmm. on it, and it's solid and it's safe. Uh, because not everything you read on the on the right. internet is is going to be right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it is, then we're in trouble. Um, right. <laughs> I've also had many people recommend the podcast, The Bible Project. Yes. Yeah. To me, they've said that that's very good and very informative, and also very lines up with where yeah. we're at. Their too. videos on YouTube are phenomenal. If you want to know the history of a whole entire book of the Bible without reading it, they can break it down in eight minutes and you'll have a full understanding, even going down to specific scriptures. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. I used it a lot when I was at school, especially for test. So <laughs> <laughs> You might think this is ridiculous, but it, it works for kids, but it also works for adults too. Yeah. Phil Vischer 
the oh, yeah. creator of VeggieTales, created uh, a series called What's in the Bible. It's amazing. Um, with Buck Denver. And <laughs> it's all puppets. So, uh, but it, first of all, it's wildly entertaining. But second of all, it is complete. Like it covers some deep subjects in mm-hmm. uh, in a, a pretty pretty extensive way. And so that's something if you don't feel like you know jumping into <laughs> jumping into <laughs> something with adults or something like that, you'd spend a half hour and watch one of those, and you'll learn something. I guarantee it. So. Yeah, and I think the most common resource that we often hear and we even have, you know, we even utilize it here on Sundays here at Hope Church, but uh, the Bible app. Uh, I think it's something that everyone has access to. (laughs) We're in the 21st century. Everyone has smart devices, and so we can all download that and have the Bible whenever and wherever we want it. Uh, It has daily reading programs. It has different devotionals that we can get involved with. And on top of that, it keeps me accountable. Uh, it reminds me, hey, you didn't open up your Bible app today. Can you get into it? Uh, and having accountability while reading the scriptures and keeping that daily routine of doing that uh, can help us so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think one other thing to keep in mind is reading things in context, making sure that we're not just picking and choosing different verses and kind of making something that that we like but making sure that we're reading it in context and understanding within the story what is really happening yeah yeah draw the circles draw the circles of context you know i think the the thing that i would maybe finish with was the same way that i finished on sunday is asking the question what are you hungry for because we're all hungry for something yeah um and as followers of Jesus, we need to be hungry for his presence and we need to be hungry for his word. Um, and the promise that came with that, and that's the, the payoff too, is that he said we will be filled if we're hungry. And so I just think that, that we need to, I, I think that, that we need to be hungry um, for him. And there's a lot of things that pull our gaze. There's a lot of things that get in the way of that hunger and that can seem like they're important. But I want to tell you, nothing's as important as our relationship with Jesus. And I know that sounds very churchy or like, yeah, of course you're going to say that you're a pastor. Uh, I throw the pastoring side out the window. I don't care about that. I know that without Jesus... And without his word, I'm lost. Um, and I need him. Yeah. Not because I'm a pastor. I need him because I'm lost without him, yeah. just as a person. Jesus isn't a side dish. Or like, you know, you can buy add-ons to apps or things. Like, he's not an add-on. He's the whole thing. Like, he's the whole meal. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we're not probably more and more not accustomed to living our life around something outside of ourselves but that's what he's calling us to thank you so much for joining us here at the hope of the well podcast we hope that it's been a moment of encouragement for you and that you've learned something that you've got some practical tools to help you out Um, Like always, you can subscribe to this podcast. You can like it. You can share it. You can comment on it. And we hope to see you next week here at The Well.